Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Quinn and Bryn, and that is the coolest thing that's happened all day. But we're <laughs> talking about the new film, Hell's Half Acre. It's uh, from writer-director John Patrick Tomasek. Probably said it wrong, but it's from him. And it's out now across most digital platforms. Right now it's on YouTube for rent, Google Play for rent, Tubi for free, and then it should be on Amazon Prime within the week. Guys, welcome. I'm excited to dive in. And this is kind of a stupid question, but I think it's, I think it's legit. The, uh, the prison that you went to, it's a real place, right? It's like legit people go there because it's haunted and shit, right? Pardon my friend. Two different places. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we were, I know, I'm so sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're all good. Uh, I was just going to say, we went to Joliet Women's Prison in Joliet, Illinois. And then we also went to Crown Point. Was that the name of the prison? Crown Point? Yeah, Crown Point in Indiana. Yeah. Or was that just the town? I believe that was the name of the prison yeah. as well. Yeah, it was where um, John Dillinger. John Dillinger. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Just We're just chit-chatting. Um, I saw, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was Kesha and someone else of all people, Kesha, and they went to a prison. And I thought like it was, if it wasn't this one, it was very similar because yeah. it was the, the pentagrams and all mm. that. Sort of, and like the, just the worst of the worst were mm-hmm. in, in the most insane of the worst were all in this. So it begs to, you know, it begs to reason that, yeah, it's going to be freaking haunted by evil things, you know? <laughs> It makes perfect sense because, again, just chit-chatting, we haven't even started. I firmly believe in, in places and things that can absorb negative energy like that. And I would hope positive, but mostly negative. I think it sticks around more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going into this, were, did you guys, like, believe in ghosts and demons? Was it really good acting? <laughs> <laughs> I, you want to start I'll, yeah, I did believe and still do 100%. Um, and filming in these locations did nothing but solidify my beliefs. I'll just say that. Yeah. You're like, told you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Knew it. <laughs> I yeah. think it's kind of funny because Quinn and I, like our characters are the exact opposite of what we like think. So in, mm-hmm. in, in the movie, Quinn's character is super like, there's no such thing as ghosts. Like, well, there's no reason to look into this. Like, this isn't happening. And then in the movie, my character is like, you know, let's give this a chance. Like, these things can't be explained. Like, you think this is gravity that's doing this? No. But in real life, I feel like we're kind of the opposite. I'm not a super strong believer in that kind of stuff. I think that if you put the energy out there and you start to mess with things, then you know, you can like get into some negative energies and stuff. But I think like, if you stick to yourself, like in the prison, like my kind of thoughts are like, if I'm not reaching out to kind of like do anything or mess with anything, nothing can mess with me. And that's kind of my, I guess, attitude towards it. That's fair. You're kind of like Mulder from the X-Files, if you remember that, because we were chit-chatting before. Oh, the intro, I lost my paper. About the belief system. And Marcus, who is played by Quinn, is as we said he's kind of I felt like he was doing it for the clicks or you know <laughs> like the the no, the notoriety and the the clicks honestly the views and your character Jesse is more of the believer and you go to this quick synopsis because we don't want to spoil anything uh, you guys go to this abandoned prison and all hell breaks loose for lack of a better 
but right. the is like kind of it's part ghost story it's part possession and it's part what the hell no pun intended it's real it's freaking weird okay so I wanted you guys bring me into this Quinn how did you um get on board with this film yeah so I was um I was a freshman at Roosevelt University here in Chicago um all my classes got thrown online I was studying acting so I was doing acting over zoom and I kind of just started auditioning for jobs on Actors Access, Backstage, all that stuff. And I just found this really cool independent horror film on Backstage and submitted, went through a bunch of different uh, auditions and callbacks. And the writer-director, John, actually had me uh, write a letter to him describing why I think that I can be in this movie because I had very little, if any, film experience prior to Hell's Half Acre. So I wrote him a letter. I was like, because I really want to. And <laughs> things. And uh, yeah, I just eventually through auditions and callbacks got on board and had a blast making it. That's it's like you didn't know there was going to be an essay part of the test. <laughs> like... I thought my essays were behind me in high school, but <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it's like, give me your top 10 reasons why I should, you know, hire you. But it worked. Obviously, whatever you said in the letter worked out. Bryn, how did you sign on? So in a similar vein, uh, I graduated Illinois Wesleyan University in 2020. And then that's right when COVID was hitting. And, you know, my plan was kind of to explore theater and go into that. And then COVID hits and there's no live shows. And I'm like, what do I even do? So I noticed I like joined some Facebook pages and stuff. And I noticed there was still film going on. And this was actually, I think, I think I want to say it was my first or second film audition ever. It was my first movie. And I just really kind of fell naturally into it after COVID stopped theater. I was like, this is still my craft. I can still do this. I saw John's Facebook posts and, and I read the character description and I was like, this is definitely something I could play. Definitely my age range type up my alley. And then I submitted and just kind of took off from there. And I want everyone listening to know that these two are babies. <laughs> you guys are We are this, babies. This is kind of like your first real exposure to like the business and the ins and outs and the behind the scenes and all the work that goes into, you know, creating a film. And as much as I hate social media, you're right. During COVID is like, that's how you got your news. <laughs> that's how you found out. That's how you found jobs, how you found remote work. It's like, for once in its, you know, existence, social media was benefiting people, right? It wasn't just, you know, bitching at each other on Facebook. <laughs> but also, like you said, you graduated and you're like, well, what am I going to do other than become like a TikTok star, right? I mean, right. <laughs> what did you do? Or open, you know, a bar, as we discussed. But I think it's so cool. You're right. Indie horror films took off during the pandemic because they didn't need, uh, you know, a hundred people, 500 people on set. You could have six people and be right. quiet. They can film in the woods. They can film on the beach. They can film outside because their character, they can film at, you know, abandoned prisons because your characters can run from whatever's happening or they can act and react to whatever's happening. They don't need to be surrounded by people. So indie horror was like, whoo, we're here. Let's go. So it seems like I don't want to say the pandemic benefited anybody, but in a way, it it fostered um, more thoughtful creativity 
if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. 100%. And also starting my career, and I think, Bryn, you may agree, like in Chicago during the pandemic, there were so many people that did not want to work. And so starting out your career being like, I'm so hungry for work, I will explore any role. Like, I just want to be in front of a camera, be on stage, whatever I can get my hands on. Um, it was good timing in that sense, I think. Right, absolutely. They're getting people that are like, oh, I'm not going to leave the house. I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, it's like, I'll do it. Hi. <laughs> yep. Hello. That's I'm it. here for me to empty the garbage too, because I don't care. I'm just glad to be right. here. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they underestimate the fact that the business is work. <laughs> it's like, you don't just show up and sit in the chair and get your makeup done. And then they give you millions of dollars. It doesn't work that <laughs> way. <laughs> I wish, I wish I would sit in the chair, but it's like, you got to work. And like you said, you got to be hungry for it. So I think that's, cool. do you guys love horror? I do. I love horror movies so much. I've seen like, I would say a good 75% of the horror movies on Netflix. Like that is just, I love it. I love it. And for that to be my first movie I was in, it's just a blast. I think it's a really fun genre. I love the adrenaline pumping and just running around. It, it was wild. And like you said, it is like, people don't know how much work goes into movies. I didn't. I mean, when we got into set, I was, was like, I'm sorry, we're filming when? 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. Like what? I mean, I remember we were we were nocturnal during this set, right? You get to you get to set around four, wait for it to dark. You're there until all the next morning, and it it's it just so much work goes into it, and love and dedication. And I hope people see that in the movie. Absolutely, and I think that's you touched on something that people don't realize. A, a lot of indie filmmakers have freaking day jobs, you know. Mm -hmm. They have to come after 5 p.m. It's like, I, I, I talked with someone, it was, um, there were friends that created the film business, but the only time they could film was when they were off work, you know? And they were like, are you free this weekend? Let's film. And it, it can take like two years to do a film mm. where had, but you know, bazillion dollars and all the time in the world, it could take you maybe three months, maybe. So. And I think, oh. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was going to say to me, that's why I enjoy indie films so much more because I think not to say big blockbusters don't put in the work, but indie filmmakers put in the work, you know? I was just about to say those movies, I feel like a lot of the times turn out so great because only people that are so passionate about it and are willing to, like Bryn said, work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. are the ones making them. And those are the most passionate, like we said, most hungry people. And I think that's, I think that's great. It's noticeable, honestly. As a viewer, it, it you can tell. I say this all the time. You can tell when someone gave a crap about the film. They're like, they're not just punching in and punching out. You can tell. You can tell that that one had to go pick up sandwiches for the crew. Or that one is, you know, he's running the lights, but he's also in that monster mask. You know, they do it all and they, and they love doing it. So I think it's cool. Yeah. But film itself it goes into um some demonic possession and those effects are really freaking awesome it's not um i forget what it's called but it's not like shaky cam footage it's documentary style yeah um, and i think the way that it cuts between 
like having a steady cam footage or a still shot and then having it be from the point of view of our cameras. I think mm -hmm. that brings people in a lot more. And that also, I think they did a great job of including that into the horror aspect of it. Cause I noticed watching it when it was on our POV, it was very, it draws you in a lot more. You don't see as much. And I think that lent itself very well to the whole horror aspect of it for sure. But I think, I think a lot of those cool effects come in. Like when you, like you said, like you see it out of the corner of your eye, you're like, wait, did that just happen? Did I just see that? I think that kind of adds to the the suspense and the jump scares of it. And you're, you're second guessing what you're seeing, just kind of like what we're doing in, in the prison. We're second guessing what we're seeing throughout the whole film, you know? So I think we really want the viewer to be doing that too. So it's good to hear that. It seemed you did. No, you're right though. It's it's like you're, you're, you're second guessing yourself. You're like, did I just see what I thought I saw? Okay, now am I tripping out? Now am I haunted? Because <laughs> because that was really scary and I'm not quite sure if it was real yeah it's like you get into your like mental <laughs> your mental disturbance I don't know it's it's an incredible movie it's gonna be it no it's out now it came out April 28th Tubi YouTube Google Play it's gonna be on Amazon coming up Bryn what is up next for you um, so I'm doing a couple different projects right now. Um, I'm actually on set right now, beautiful Cedar Lake in Indiana. Um, I'm filming for, for a project called Engaged. That's the pilot for a new series. Um, and then I'm working on another project called Time Will Never Tell. That's also a mini series, actually with pretty much a very similar group to what worked on Hell's Half Acre. Actually, one of the producers of Hell's Half Acre kind of wrote this and is producing it. So we're working on that right now. Um, and then just auditioning, auditioning, auditioning as always, you know? That's really cool though. I think it's something that, um, that happens in indie film and I, I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to apologize. I'm always going to boost up indie film is people from different projects end up working together. And it's like this extended family. I would think after coming on a set and seeing the cameraman that you, or woman that you worked with before, or the producer that you worked with, it's like, oh, I'm home. This is great. I think it's, I think it's cool. Can people follow you on social media? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, my handle is Bryn.Beverage for Instagram. My Facebook is just Bryn Beverage. Yeah. All right. Well, and Quinn, absolutely. what is what is up next for you? Yeah, so I'm uh I'm headed to Austin, Texas in a couple weeks now, uh, to start a new film down there called LA Crime Story. Um, so that's gonna be fun. Very excited for that. That's been a long time in the making we were going to film it in 2021 i believe um so finally now all these months later we're getting to it which is exciting and then after that headed to detroit my hometown to film something there so that'll be really great to hang out with some friends and family while i'm doing that and can people follow you on social media yeah they can uh my instagram is quinn.nair uh nair is n-e-h-r quinn with two n's um and then my facebook i believe is the same i'm not on i'm not on facebook all that much and i i'm trying to stay off instagram as much as i can all right guys well thank you so much for joining me have wonderful nights okay all right thank you too. you too thanks for having us it was so nice to meet you my god it was my pleasure bye guys bye bye this has been an odd imagination production here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews 
as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Aut Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Aut Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.